Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. And we coming from our basement to your headphones, barely even know who we are, but changing the unknown in a wild time in the chart. Thank you for downloading the podcast, Theanos. Now, here are your hosts, Jordan Hall and Eric Wayne. Welcome to another episode of the podcast, Theanos, where this week we're going to talk about actual tigers in the wild instead of the tigers from Detroit. You good with that, Eric? Hey, that's what people who are searching for our podcast and leaving reviews were after. That's yeah, exciting. Just giving the people what they want. Do you have a favorite kind of tiger? I feel like you're the type that might. Um, how many types are there? That's... Siberian? Yeah, there's there's Sumatran, which I'm assuming is from uh, Indonesia somewhere or possibly sure. Africa. Are there, uh, are there tigers in Africa? No, I think they're all in Asia, aren't they? I, that's why I was asking. I'm, I'm not sure. No, I think tigers are Asian. Sumatran tigers, that's really a thing. Yeah. Bengal. So what did we say? Bengal, Siber- Siberian, is that one? I think so. <clears throat> I don't know. I think there's also white tigers. Those are the ones that like don't jump well and stuff. Terrible white dancers. tigers are not a separate species, though, are they? They're just a variation of other types of tigers. I shockingly not not super <laughs> expert on on this subject all right thanks for listening yep. to the podcast <laughs> the voice you just heard eric wayne i'm jordan hall um eric this is our 50th episode uh, of oh. the show did, did you get me anything i got you the greatest gift of all and that is myself yikes there's there's plenty of it uh what, what's your favorite memory from the first well 49 Oh, so many, so many good memories. Um, I, I don't want to spoil it. There'll be more memories coming up. Oh, uh, how about you? You you go first. The the whole Goswaldo Garcia um, <laughs> bit. <laughs> That's kind of a, an old I one. Forgot I forgot about that. That yeah, was that was good. It's not my best moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I'll spoiler alert. A spoiler alert, when we get to power rankings, I'll have some, some tender moments. <laughs> um, so, Eric, I have a story to tell you in the open this week that has nothing to do with the Tigers. Is that okay? That might be healthy. Yes. Okay. All of you listeners, um, sorry if this isn't of interest, but I think you'll like it. Um, so this past week, Whitney and I were coming home from the grocery store. Not tonight. It was earlier. It was uh, this weekend. 
evening, maybe eight, eight thirty, somewhere in that range, like you know, pre pre dusk. Um, we live in a neighborhood. It's decent size, but it's not like huge. You know, it's a regular size neighborhood. So on one side of our driveway, we have kind of like a little embankment area uh, that's held in place by railroad ties. So it kind of makes like sure. a little deck. Um, well, on this one particular evening, uh, we pull into our driveway and there is a lady just sitting there on the deck, smoking a cigarette, talking on the phone. At your house. At at our house. <clears throat> We roll down the window and I ask her, you know, is there something I can help you with? Because, you know, there's a, there's a stranger sitting in my driveway. And she's like, no, I'm good. Just talking to my sister. And Whitney and I look at each other like, okay, wh- what now? Like, wh- where do you go from here? <clears throat> so she must have, like, sensed our confusion or concern. I don't know, whatever. we. I'm sure it was all over our faces. <clears throat> she's like, so do you want me to leave? And Whitney's like, uh, <laughs> yes, please. Like, this is our house. Um, so th- we think the whole thing's done. We pull the rest wait, of the w- Wait, wait, wait. How close to the house is she? Um, I actually took I mean, a- she's just like by the sidewalk? Uh, or... no. Here, I, I'll say, I'm texting you a picture of where oh, it no. is in relation. I'll post this on Twitter so you guys can see. <clears throat> okay. It's, it's in the process of sending. Um, <laughs> good, good radio. So I'll go on with the story. So we think the whole thing's done. We pull the rest of the way up the driveway into the garage and she starts walking towards us and ask if I know so-and-so who is a guy who I'm friends with and pl- actually played basketball at high school, um, who lived, lived in the neighborhood. And she said that he, uh, she was his mom. So can you, you see what I'm talking about? You, you have <clears throat> sent me a photograph of your home and there is no photo of the lady. There is an arrow written indicating where the lady was sitting well i didn't take a picture of her there (laughs) had i known where this was going i might have but i didn't okay continue so so it's the mom of a guy played with basketball with in high school um who lived in the neighborhood and okay so she says that which makes it a little less outrageously weird but i've never met or even seen this woman before so um she goes on to tell us that she's sitting in her resting spot when or this is her resting spot when she gets tired on walks. Oh, <laughs> that was our reaction. Um, oh, <clears throat> she's a frequent visitor. So you know we we wrap up with some chit chat before she finally leaves. Um, Whitney and I are just like, what just happened to us? So I looked at her resting spot the next day, and there's like four or five cigarette butts in that planter in the picture. So clearly, this is not the first time that she's just chilled on our porch in our drive like her house is i don't know i mean it can't be more than a quarter mile like it's just around the corner like i don't know how you could possibly be tired and not be able to make it back to your house you should feel proud and complimented that your home looks attractive oh it does and looks wonderful to people to come and sit it does not we are we are not um we don't have green grass. We have weeds everywhere. I think what it is is that we're the only place that has kind of the 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 casing if you're around our driveway, if you will. Yeah, it's a sitting spot. It is a sitting spot. I just typically would have assumed that my family and friends might have been more who's doing the sitting um, on our property. So do you think we we handled the situation okay? You're you're older and wiser. You've probably had this happen to you a time or two. Uh, did we yeah, handle it yeah. okay? I come home and people are littering my front yard like crazy. No, I mean, you'd be friendly. But next time, Hall, I think what you should do is provide her a nice chair by the sidewalk. It's her resting spot. 
What are you to violate her resting spot? Come on. That's true. Give her an ashtray and uh, a nice pad for her to sit on. Yeah, I'm not def- definitely not doing that. Um, so anyway that brings us to this week's leadoff question who from the world of the detroit tigers would you think make the best or worst house guest Mm. i would say the best would have to be don kelly because he's got has impeccable manners that's true and he's going to be very polite uh worst i feel like would be maybe a guy like mike pelfrey who kind of overstays, overstays his welcome. His welcome. <laughs> right? Another hmm. bad house guest I feel like would be uh, Bruce Rondone because he's going to just eat all your food and he takes up a lot of space. Yeah. He would and, nothing you know, left. Maybe, maybe doesn't do any chores. You know, doesn't do his, get his work in. Um, what do you think? For best, I, I want somebody who brings something to the party, so to speak. Like either yeah, cooking yeah. or story. I don't know. I figure Zimmerman could probably throw a heck of a fish fry. Because he's from Wisconsin? Yeah, they have lots of fish up there. Yeah. All right. Okay. Um, and also worst would be Iglesias. My guess is that he spends hours in the bathroom probably hogging that in the morning. Yeah. He's His clothes hog. are going to yeah, take up so much space. He's going to hog all your mirrors. And he's probably going to be, <laughs> like, constantly asking you to take pictures of him in his white button-downs. So there goes all yeah. your spare time. Yeah. he's a little, He strikes me as a little high-maintenance, maybe. Yeah, just, just a little bit. Um, if you want to get in touch with the show, you can at podcastianos.com. On Twitter, I am at JordanHall23. Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. On Instagram, I am at Jordino4. I'm steadily creeping towards 150 followers. Can you believe that? <laughs> to the big time there, bud. <laughs> um, and facebook.com backslash podcastianos. And once again, we'd love it if you would take the time to subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, uh, or whatever other platform you're listening to the show on. I said it last week um, that if you leave us a review, try and make it funny, and we'll read it out. I was actually going back through our reviews um, today to see if anyone had left us one they hadn't but i i was reminded of the uh with the person who left us the excuse me the one star review uh because you didn't stick to sports good good times good times i'm blaine hardy and you're listening to the podcast uh so last week on this very show we discussed how these next two weeks were going to be really big do you remember that Yes, I, I did remember that. Well, since then, we have gone two and five and uh, have given pretty much every indication of being completely deceased. Uh, so I'll start this by asking you the question that you posed in the notes that we went over today. We're toast, right? Yeah, that was the question I asked. We're toast, right? And uh, to me, the answer is becoming increasingly clear. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're, we're kind of toast. We're not not um, toast. <laughs> right. Now, um, so Evan Woodbury, who we've had on the show, writes for MLive. He wrote um, a, a really nice article, I thought, um, saying, how can the Tigers salvage this season? And I read through this, and he said there's nine ways the Tigers can salvage this season. Okay. All right. Uh, one, don't screw up this road trip. Uh, we didn't start so good. Off there. to a flying start yeah. there. Two, uh, don't worry about the Indians. He says the Indians are going to win the AL Central. I totally agree with that. 
the wild card might be there for the taking. But once you cross off a um, divisional win, uh, you lose a lot of certainty, right? So that's not so good. Uh, get Verlander back on track. Um, maybe. Uh, hope for a miracle with Anibal Sanchez. We saw some quality last night, but what in the last two to three years of Sanchez makes you feel real confident that, yeah, he's going to get that going? Yeah, definitely. You know, there's a chance. There's a chance. but And even if he does get it going, do you see him being a significant upgrade on what Boyd gave us earlier in the year or right. what Verhagen could come up and give us? I mean. Right. The marginal difference is not huge. No. Even if he's good. Uh, keep working the big three in the bullpen. Check there. Uh, uh, Justin Wilson, Alex Wilson, Shane Green. But we saw, what, last night Alex Wilson couldn't get it done. You know, it's just it's pretty tough. Um, hope Maglio stays healthy and hitting. Um, he, uh, you know, maybe. Yeah, you hope he does. But not not clear that he will and to be fair it's not that he keeps doing all those things he has to get healthy and start hitting yeah exactly uh defense wins championships he says so we need um our defense to step up and maybe not so much with nick i thought our our defense has been as good as they can be yeah exactly given the personnel i think our defense is performing to their standard which is not a high standard. Yeah. Uh, keep churning through the mud hens. You'd have to hope for a lot from guys like Hicks, Ducey, Presley, Stump. I mean, this is not real positive. It's not what uh, great teams do. Not what great teams do. And nine, convince Al Avila and Chris Illich that the team is worth keeping together. Well, I suppose if they can do the first eight things, maybe not, they can do number nine. But if they don't do the first eight things, number nine isn't going to happen. So if you look at all the things that at least Evan has outlined that they need to do to make something happen this season, I'm, it's becoming increasingly hard to feel it. Yeah. Speaking of feeling themselves, uh, feeling it, I think it was I think it was Anthony Fennick that, or maybe I think it was back one of them tweeted something effective that the tigers are feeling themselves i think it was on friday after they won the two (laughs) in tampa and they proceeded to go ahead and lose the next three um it's it feels like a momentum thing like we can't gather the momentum and when we get a little taste of it we just cannot keep a keep a keep tabs on that like Every little, every, you know, every breakdown of our team, hitting, fielding, base running, starting pitching, relief pitching, like all of those facets have weaknesses and we can't get them all playing together well on the same night or over the course of a week. And until that happens, which quite frankly, I don't know if we have the ability to do that. We're not going to be able to have the momentum and keep it for a while. Yeah. Yeah, you're exactly right. Uh, you know, of all the thi- of all the a- phases of the game that you've identified, to me, I still think it really comes down to pitching. This year, we simply have not had enough pitching. Starting pitching has not been good enough, and the bullpen has not been good enough. The other two phases of the game, I think we're good. We are good enough to to for a playoff spot or more, but the pitching simply isn't good enough. 
So here's where we sit. Uh, we are five and a half back of the Indians, and this is coming into play on what's this Tuesday? Yeah. Uh, five and a half back of the Indians. Let's be honest that that gap is going to widen. Um, yep. We are three back of the wild card, but we have nine teams to jump to get there. See, that's not good. That is not good. Um, what also is not good is that we are closer to last place Oakland one and a half games than we are to the wild card. Ugh, it, it's getting ugly. Yeah, we're 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 toast. Oh, it pains me to say it, but yeah, this isn't going good. I feel like last year the narrative that you and I pushed out, and I'm sure a lot of other people did, was just try and win one of those wild card spots and see what happens. You know, you're not guaranteed yeah. a five game series. You just got one. We have JV. We have Fulmer. One of those two guys can get the job done. But like, if we get to one of those games and we win it. How we don't have a prayer of winning another series, let alone three more series after that. Like, yeah, it's, it's getting to the point where there really isn't a whole lot of a point, unless things change yeah. drastically, of even trying to snag that. We're, we're not a, a World Series team. Maybe. The Indians and the Astros, to pick two, are just far better teams than we are. They're way better. And if you're not going to make a serious run at the World Series, what good does it do you to, you know, get an extra one or what, four or five playoff games? I mean, it would be I mean, fun it, for us, but. Yeah. I mean, if you had some uh, repressed ability, like if you had some intrinsic power that just didn't work out and you just need to, you know, capture a playoff spot. Yeah, you try for that. But if you are really kind of modeling your way in yeah it doesn't make any sense i'm uh, growing to be team cell pretty quickly and that's that's getting to be pretty clear yeah um okay so if we are toast which we've pretty much determined that we are who do we sell and when when are you ready to um i mean obviously it takes two to to tango yeah. as they say it takes two teams to make deals happen but when are you looking to actively uh get moving in that direction Usually things get a little spicy about a week or two before the deadline, right? I mean, you got you're doing your work now. You're doing your due diligence. You're scouting um, potential trade partners, uh, farm systems, and stuff. You're doing all your homework, but things don't really get hot and heavy till one or two weeks before the deadline, right? That seems fair. I mean, there's there's an occasional deal. I'm trying to think, like when John Lester went to the A's. I think that was like a couple weeks before the deadline. Right. But yeah. I mean, typically, typically you're not it's waiting a couple weeks. Yeah, you're not waiting for yourself. You're waiting for the other teams to have their business sorted out, whether they're going to be buyers. Yeah. That's what you're waiting for. Um, so I have it broken down into tiers. These are my yeah. personal tiers, and you can correct me if I'm wrong. Obviously, the first tier is JD. Like he's he's by himself. He's he's the big piece. Um, yeah, yeah. He's you know out of contract at the end of the year. If we're if we're selling, then yeah. I mean, he borderline has to go. Beyond him, I have guys who uh, could be useful for contenders. Not necessarily that they'd bring back the same amount of people, but you have Kinsler, right. Justin Wilson, and Avila. Which could you right. ever, ever imagine Avila being in that category when the season started? No, no. Like you'd think who's going to, you know, pick him up and want to be a buyer for him. But he is he's the cheapest, most affordable guy that we have. I was looking at the the fantasy baseball, which I, I know that that doesn't encompass everything. But he's like the second or third statistically best catcher in baseball this year. Yeah, he's great. 
blows my mind. Uh, okay, third tier, you have guys who have large contracts, uh, but in the right situation, I could see somebody possibly taking a, a crack at them. That, of course, would be Verlander and possibly Justin Upton. Um, Verlander clearly yeah. more more realistic than Upton, but you know Justin's had a heck of a year. If somebody was really looking to spend, I could see that happening. Um, and then you have a couple answers. Verlander would have to have a really good next few weeks. Like he would need to his next few outings would have to be really strong. Because the package on him would have to be so good that it's worth trading the face of your franchise. I mean, if you're, I don't getting, think, go ahead. I don't think so though, Jordan. No, I don't. I don't think the package would have to be very big at all, because you'd be shedding. Uh, 28 million for the next plus an option for the next two years. So he's got 20, 28 million next year, 28 million in 2019. I mean, you'd want something for him, but I don't think you'd need a haul for him for the Tigers to let him go. If so, now it depends on if that club's going to eat all his salary. Yeah. salary yeah i mean if, if we're paying him we might as well have him in detroit putting butts in seats right. um you know clearly miggy's not going anywhere nobody he good his contract's just too expensive you can't move cabrera and as, and the same thing with with victor like nobody's buying him so you do have kind of your two uh and you know victor will be gone relatively quickly and miggy is kind of your face yeah. of the franchise that you could could sell right. to the to the fan base um yeah i don't know i i could verlander s- i think is movable I, I definitely agree. I just think I think it would take um, something that made a lot of, of baseball sense to be able to sell that one to the fan base. Um, and then Maybe. you have Iggy and uh, Alex Wilson. Wilson not clearly not helping him his case there. Uh, guys that, you know, somebody could want them. Um, right. So I think I think the big thing for the front office to determine and you know we're kind of playing that role right now is exactly how far do you want to go do you want to burn this thing all the way to the ground or are you going to kind of try to rebuild on the fly like we tried to do in what was it 2015 right try try to do a reverse experiment with me just a second say all right i'm going to identify a handful of guys that i would not move under any circumstances these are young guys they're cost controlled and they're going to be uh good performers for me who do you got you got fulmer norris and probably castellanos i mean but i could be i could be talked into moving him be bad for our our brand but i could be uh, talked into that so to that i i agreed with those and the other guys i had were i put a mark by shane green you know he's young cost controlled but um you said norris right daniel norris dixon machado if somebody wanted Dixon and they were willing to give me something right. of interest, I would listen. I, I so love Dixon, three. but. So you're saying there's three guys on our club who are young, cost controlled, and are excellent players. Yes. <laughs> That's not good, dude. I mean, do you uh, have anyone else McCann? on that? Did we say McCann? We we didn't say him, but I think that was for good reason. <sighs> That's not good. It's not good. No, I mean, we're going to – there's no way that Zimmerman, uh, probably Upton, or Miggy will move. So that's three guys that don't fall into that category, but they're right. there for the long haul. I mean, we, we, there's nothing we can do about that. Right. But – Yeah, we have Zimmerman until 2020, and we're paying him. Yeah. Yeah, might, might as well get comfy and, and look forward to the fish fries. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that's making me sad. <laughs> 
But, you know, it's we do have Falmer and Norris, and if Boyd can get back to to even halfway decent, I mean, that's three that's three of our, our starting pitchers that are worth looking up to. Um, okay, tell me this. So we've had um, Buck Farmer mm-hmm. do his thing, and he had 13 scoreless innings, and then he allowed 13 runs over four and two-thirds inning in his next two. So which is the real Buck Farmer? I I think the second two starts are regression to the mean. I think I mean clearly the answer is he's somewhere in the middle. He's not yeah. Yeah. he's not to go out and throw two back to back you know scoreless starts. Like he's just not that good. We both know that. He's not that bad either. He's somewhere in the middle, and I still think that he's gonna help us most coming out of the bullpen. I mean I've he has a he has a bullpen arsenal. I mean there's there's no okay. getting around that. He doesn't throw um you know. He can't keep the, the velocity up long enough to stay as a starter. So what do you do? You use him in shorter bursts. Like it, it feels pretty, but, um, you know, let him go Sorry, down that there. a little tangent. Oh, I feel like the, the whole show is just a little tangent. <laughs> so. All right. What do we got next? Um, let's see. Mm, oh, how? Okay. This is, this is one of the questions you had. How quick or long would a rebuild backslash turnaround be? Well, I, I think it, you brought it up is do you going to are you going to burn the thing completely to the ground or are you going to you know try to keep some of your pieces i mean you got to keep a few of these pieces just cuz you can't get rid of them um for me i think this is going to be kind of a long process uh you need young guys who are cost controlled who are going to enter the primes of their careers so you need really excellent players who are becoming 24 and 25 and 26 years old. That's how you get good. And I got to thinking about this more and more. And our model that worked in 2006, 2007 was we added Pudge, we added Maglio, and that worked, right? Mm -hmm. We spent some decent money and we had bits and pieces around them and it worked, right? But lately, it hasn't worked. You know, we add Upton. We add Zimmerman. And you pay big money for these guys. And it's it's just too late. You know, it's too late. It's not enough. This model is not working like it did early. And I still feel like we're in the old paradigm. And the new paradigm is what the Astros are doing, what the Cubs are doing. They they draft high players. They, they accumulate young high draft pick caliber players no matter what it takes and then you then you hope they develop into something because you, you look at the very best players in the league right now Bryce Harper, Mike Trout. These guys are not on their second contracts. They're still on their very first deal. Um and to me you don't build around free agents. You hire free agents to fill around the core of young players that you have. And I feel like that is the new paradigm and there's a new premium and emphasis being placed on younger players, more explosive players. So is that, um, do we have the faith in Avila to move towards, to recognize that the paradigm has changed and to move towards it? I mean, we don't have a choice. Obviously he's the guy in charge, but yeah, I I don't think, I mean, you look at, 
it's hard to say because you don't have enough data. And I see a lot of people piling on Al Avila. And I'm like, I just don't see the data there where he's made so many missteps. But his background and his associations, you know, with Dombrowski and stuff would lead you to believe that maybe he's not ready for this. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, Skitch actually wrote a very interesting article on on Bless You Boys. I don't know if it was I read it today, so I don't know if it was published there when it was. It was much Skitch wrote much longer than I was anticipating too. It actually took me quite a while to get through it. But his Did Skitch mo- spell spell most of the words right. Most most of the words. It, it was <laughs> it was really good actually. Um, so he, his main point was just like you said, we haven't actually seen what Avila can do. He's been working with you know. Fifteen million dollars to come come up with six sixty percent of the yeah of the right. roster, which you know that that is a fair point, um, and I I think you said it perfectly. We're not going to know what he can do until we let him do it. Um, I I do think there's enough forward thinking there. I don't know if he's good enough to if sure. if he's going to be able to execute it, but I do think there's enough forward thinking there that he knows that the current you know, like you said, paradigm just isn't working. Like there's a new, new way of thinking. Well, in the old paradigm has been dictated from on high from Mike Illich. Like, uh, no, I want proven free agents that I'm willing to spend for them. That's what we do. That's what we can do. I mean, it was a guy like Avila who had to talk Illich off the Chris Davis train. Oh, wolf. That right? would have been a disaster. Well, exactly. Um, but Avila was kind of given this model or paradigm but if you gave him a new model and said all right we're gonna do it uh a new way you know maybe maybe he can do that yeah time will time will will tell but i i have a feeling that we are getting uh much closer to that and you know twitter is has been very vicious towards him especially over the last what week or so um and we're not going to change your minds but you know he he's the GM. Like he is our guy. That's who we have. So you might as well uh, might as well start looking for some of the the bright signs. Okay. So before we move on completely, this is something that I've just been kicking around in my mind. Like I don't have any facts here. So this is just just discussion. What type of return do you think right now JD Martinez brings us? I get, think he gets you a one A type prospect. So not the best prospect in your system. But it might be the second best or third best guy in a very good system. I, I think it's um, I think it's that kind of guy. He's he's going to land you a top forty prospect, but he's not going to land you one of the top ten or twenty guys. So he's kind of in that same range as Cespedes, bringing us back a Fulmer. Because when when Fulmer uh, came over, yeah, he wasn't yeah. even the number one in in the Met system. They, I mean, obviously yeah. that was a, a very nice system. Um, but I'm yeah. trying to think. He might yield you a little bit more than Cespedes, but yeah, it kind of that 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 range, I would say. Because how? Uh, I mean, he is the big piece. What we do with him is going to go a long way into you know determining how well this rebuild goes. And you know, we yep. get really involved in him. We see him play every night. We know he's a really really good player. But you know, we don't actually know how he's viewed around baseball. And you know. The Brewers are going to need some power. Are they going to be willing to give us a Lewis Brinson or someone like that to right. try and bring him back? I don't know. Um, which also would be a, a really good name. That's you know that's Lewis Brinson. That's who I want uh, patrolling center field in Comerica. Um, You're going to get ten attaboys if that actually happens. No, I'm not. Nobody, nobody's going to remember that. I'll give you an attaboy. <laughs> Thanks. Um, okay, so let's uh, let's move on to. 
where we're all at. Uh, and that that is maybe a little dis- disillusioned with the team, maybe a little fed up. Um, you brought up this question. Are you a bad fan if you kind of start to tune out right now? Well, first of all, they're out west right now. So that doesn't so help. We all have an excuse. No, Nobody's staying up for this crap. Right oh, now. it's so hard. I was going to watch the whole game last night. I was going to stay up. I don't know if I got into the second inning. I was sleeping. <laughs> then I saw some of the fifth inning, and I'm like, this is it. I was I was toast. Um, no, To me, I find this fascinating about sports fandom, right? Sports fandom is is the only realm in which you are disparaged as a consumer if you do not continue to consume a bad product. All right. Yeah. For for example, if you are a big fan of Chipotle, okay, you like Chipotle, you have a Chipotle shirt, you go there every day, and let's just say they have a listeria outbreak, a bacterial, and and you say, no, their product is has bacteria. I'm not going to go there. Can you imagine people pilot? Oh, you're not a real Chipotle fan. You're not sticking with them, even if it's bad. No, healthy people would say this bad. This product is bad. I'm not going to consume it. Um, yeah, this is sports fandom. Why do, why do the Lions keep getting all these people? It's because, well, I got to support them through thick and thin. There's something a little pathological about this. And it's unique to the world of sports, I swear. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, I feel like, you know, I, I watch sports like – I feel like I feel like watching soccer kind of has has opened my eyes to this. Like the people watch soccer. I mean, obviously there are the diehards that if you don't win every game, like that's a problem. But it's almost seen more as a spectacle. Like it's bringing some enlightenment yep. and you know entertainment to your life, and that you're in you're watching that for the enjoyment, not like you know you're trying to win some good fan merit badge. Right. And I like that's just like. I don't know. I feel like in all aspects of life, we need people need to just do do you like if somebody yes, else yeah. thinks about your viewership, like then they need more things going <laughs> on in their life yeah. than to be worried about how much or how little like you're consuming. I don't know. Yeah. You can be a good That's... Tigers fan and take a step back. And, you know, maybe this is the time when we all need to take a little step back, reevaluate the fact that them rebuilding probably isn't going to impact our day-to-day lives quite as much as maybe we might think. Right. And I've said this especially about spring training games, but the same thing applies to the regular season is you be a fan and, and enjoy baseball however you want to. If you're an old, if you're a grandma who's never seen a baseball game, but you have a friend who has a suite and you can come and sit in a suite and eat chicken fingers and never peek at the game, enjoy that. Wear your tiger shirt and go do that. No, that's fine. If you want to go to the game and sit in the bleachers and look at your cell phone and take sel- <laughs> selfies with your friends, fine. I don't care if you want to obsess about every little thing and be grumpy like Tokars and just be a grump about everything. That's fine, too. Just be grumpy. Nobody cares about how you – nobody should care about how you fan. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, fan how you want. Like do just about – unless you're hurting somebody, do whatever you want how you want. Like you're the the one that has to live with your choices. Like yes. Nobody else – anyone else who has, you know, concerns with that needs more to do. 
Um, now that we've, uh, and I will admit right now, I have a little Tigers fatigue. Like I watched what every game last week, you know, before they went out on the West coast yep. and I more or less came away with like, Oh dude, why did I just spend three and a half hours <laughs> watching? Like, what did that? And there wasn't even Johnny Kane to look at. Like it was just <laughs> dull, but you know, it's, uh, it's yeah. nice that they're on the West coast. You know, I'll, I'll tune in when I can, but you know, I don't, I don't push myself when they're out there. Let's, let's just say yep. that. Okay. We are running very long. So let's just, uh, jump in, uh, one more topic, actually two more topics, both quick Anibal, obviously him coming back and starting yesterday was some sort of prearranged agreement. Yep. Um, is that okay with you? Cause he was not good down in Toledo before he came back. Yeah. I think it, like you said, it was very clear that this was a prearranged thing and it wasn't, you're going down to the minors, uh, like some kind of punishment, not a punishment, but just due to lack of performance. No, this was like a bargain with him. Just like, let us send you down. And if you agree, we'll bring you back up as a starter. And I think that was the key that attracted Annabelle to, to agree to that move. And, and to be fair, if it, if it, if his return start hadn't came right on the back of the awful homestand when Buck got destroyed on Sunday, I don't think it would have been quite as noticeable. But going Buck and then yeah. Annabelle, like it felt like we were kind of throwing in the towel in back-to-back yeah. games when we really st- started to need to go in a different direction. So, you know. But this told you a little bit about what the organization thought about Boyd and maybe uh, Farmer to say – Hey, uh, we see the writing on the wall that we might need a new fifth starter. I don't understand why they keep skipping over my boy. Drew Verhagen, when he gets up, he's going to spin. I'm telling you. Yeah. Keep, <laughs> keep beating that drum, Hall. I, I will. Um, okay, so last, last thing, Matt Manning's debut tonight in, yeah. in, uh, in Connecticut. Four and a third, three hits, one walk, nine but, strikeouts. Yes, nine, nine strikeouts. strikeouts. I mean, is, uh, gives is you something to hope best, on. Is he the best starting pitching prospect in the history of baseball? I mean, is that what we yes, can read into this? He, he certainly is. He is the hope. He is the future of baseball. He is Clayton Kershaw's better clone. Who's better, him or Joe Jimenez? Who's more likely to save save the world? Oh, it's got to be Manning now. We've got a taste of. Uh, Jimenez's flaws. Matt Manning has no flaws. He might right? be bat. He might be the Batman. He has no. He's he's perfectly dreamable. Um, what do you think G Money's impact has been on him so far? Nothing but positive. G Money's gonna coach him up. Oh man, I was reading. I forget the exact quotes, but I was reading like the White Caps magazine. They're interviewing G Money. Is something about man? Yeah, I think I'll give it a shot. Or it was some very casual kind of comments, <laughs> and I like this is complete Gerald Laird. It's great to have him back in the organization. My, absolutely, I'm sure. I'm sure Rod's thrilled. G money. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one of a kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. 
I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. All right, you ready to move on to the power rankings? Yeah. Uh, you mentioned it at the intro. Uh, time for some fun and games. This is, in fact, our 50th episode. I feel like it's felt like a little bit of work up until this point it's time to celebrate a little bit hall acknowledge our accomplishments and and revel in joy um so what i've done is i've compiled a list of all the previous power rankings and i've sent them to you so we got to find a way to post them or put them up someplace yeah so. I'll, I'll get them on probably not tonight but maybe maybe tomorrow yeah and so in preparation for that i i re-listened to some of them and I accumulated the list, and I'm proud to say that I've gotten none wrong. I mean, all the power rankings are are correct. So they all hold up. Yeah, they're they're all perfectly good. So, without further ado, this week's power rankings is a power rankings of previous power rankings. Of course, of course. All right, here we go. Are you ready? Oh, couldn't be more ready. Been ready since episode <laughs> one. All right, number seven is. Things that represent happiness. This is just a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, this was, in fact, I got the list in front of me. This is two weeks ago, and this is the only time I've broken my seven and three format. But, I mean, when you have things like hugs and rainbows and smiles and kittens and puppies, that's pretty good. Yeah, what could you have left off that list to, to whittle it down to seven? Yeah, you gotta, gotta had to go to ten. Um, so, number six was state flags that was a good i really one. liked state flags you know we talked about the swallowtail flag of ohio and colorado and the maryland flag there's good stuff in state flags it's low on the list this far because it's a little bit visual in nature and this is one might say an audio <laughs> podcast right this yeah. is an audio podcast i, I opposed to all I low-key love flags. Like, I could name yeah. just about any flag of, of any country on Earth and tell you, like, what flag it is. Really? Yes. It's a hidden talent. We have to have a it's, flag off Yeah, it's one of those things that will never in any way enhance my life, but I'm very good at it. Sure, it will. I mean, if you're watching a golf tournament or the Olympics to, you know, That's know true. which. I do shine yeah. during the Olympics. <laughs> we all have our skills. All right. Number five was all the way back from episode three. Really? And this was first date activities. I really like first date activities. We got to talk about the zoo and minor league games yeah. and going to the museum. That might be like. the most correct power ranking you've ever presented. I they're all correct. They're all various degrees <laughs> of correct. That one I pretty much agreed with you from top to bottom. Yeah. Yeah. That was a good power ranking. It was. Okay, number four is a fairly recent favorite, and that is Tiger's Organization Names. <laughs> and we were introduced to the wonder that is Ulrich Bojarski. <laughs> I still follow some Ulrich Bojarski on Instagram. Oh, yeah. 
And if you see some guy who looks like a total bro posing with like flexing, you know it's Bojarski. Big boy Bojarski. Yeah. Big boy Bojarski. When he gets to the big leagues, watch out. I I hope he does. I really do. He's got a future in like fitness modeling. Yeah, he's gonna be else. an Instagram model. Him him and Iggy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Let Iggy get him under his wings. <laughs> so good. All right. Number three is actually a power rankings that was not on this podcast. So <laughs> Voice of the Turtle, uh, I think both of us went to Voice of the Turtle. They're episode 26. And uh, I did the Pop-Tarts power rankings. And probably uh, this this power rankings generated the most tweets and comments. And uh, to refresh your memory, S'mores was number one. But we had, I think Hookslide was pretty stunned at the depth of conversation about Pop-Tarts that we had, it still comes up. He ought not to have been. I mean, that's a pretty hot take or, you know, hot, hot topic. It's important. It's important work. Remind me, where did the, the wild berry come in on that one? Cause that's second to worst. What? That is yeah. fire emoji personified. Listen, wild berry is not even a real berry. Yes, it is. It's a, it's an amalgamation of berries. Yeah. That's trash. Pick a berry. Is it black? <laughs> It's like purple. What? That's trash. It's still trash. <laughs> See, Ugh. over a year later, and we're still getting heated about this. Yeah. Wild so berry. Power rankings will do to you. Yeah. All right. Number two, this may come as a bit of an upset, was models of minivan. <laughs> I feel like the buildup to models of minivan was as important or more important than the actual models of minivan. The build-up to that was what kept this show going through the first season. <laughs> through the first season. And we had different shticks or uh, models of minivan. We talked a lot about models. It was fun. I hope you appreciated models of minivan. I did, because I knew I knew a lot of the specifics about these models of minivan, so it really, uh, it really resonated <laughs> with me. Changed your life, didn't it? Um, number one, the best power rankings of all of the 49 power rankings, do you want to take a guess? Uh, yes, I do think that I know which one it was because I, I'm pretty sure that I texted you about this one uh, earlier. And that would be the species of domestic wood. Is that is that number one? Oh, no, it's not number one. Oh, that it's, was we're going to talk about it more. but It's not number one. <laughs> number one is pies. Pies was the best one. We had Chris Iod on. And uh, it was episode 30, and Pies was hilarious. I'll never forget uh, I going, he was just ridiculing me and laughing at me because he goes, coconut cream is a showy pie. <laughs> <laughs> I listened to it, and I cracked up again. He's, like, totally making fun of me, which I, which I deserved. Absolutely. But that came right on the heels of Models of Minivan, so it was a big couple weeks there for us. Yeah, that's true. Okay, worst three. Here we go. You're just gonna pick the ones that I did, didn't, aren't you? <laughs> I sh I thought about that. <laughs> I'm just gonna pick all the ones that Jordan did. No, I I decided I better own up to some of my own weaknesses, which are very few. <laughs> Number three was potato preparations. I feel like it didn't come real strong with this, and I missed chips. Oh, which which is clearly a top. 
three or four potato preparation. Absolutely. And I didn't have it. I added it kind of later as we discussed it. But I feel like it was a fumbled mess. And I still feel bad about that. You should. I know. The listeners deserve better. <laughs> they do. <laughs> Number two uh, was Donald's. <laughs> <laughs> the most controversial of the power rankings. <laughs> this earned us our one and only one star uh, iTunes review <laughs> from, from the guy who was very serious about defending the honor of Donald Trump after my my for, poor flippant comment about President Trump. My favorite anyway, from that Don, was that was that Don Quixote made your top seven. <laughs> Don Quixote. <laughs> Yep, tilting at windmills. <laughs> it wasn't maybe maybe it's not so bad because Kelly Donnie Kelly was number one. Of we got to talk about Donald Sterling and Don Imus. I mean, we got a lot of Don. Both, Don both of those two Dons were probably happy to hear their name mentioned once again in regards right? to sports. That was very like two thousand nine or something when. I don't yeah, know when those were popular. <laughs> Okay, where are we? Number one worst. You want to guess? There's too many to guess from, so just go ahead and hit me. (laughs) It's Species of Wood. Species of Wood was the worst one. I listened to some of it again, and you could not have been less interested in Species of Wood. (laughs) Your voice is like, uh, yeah. (laughs) It was far too technical, and we're talking about, you know, maple and birch and stuff, and you're like, uh, okay. Species of Wood was the worst. What was I thinking? That was a horrible power rankings. That's it. That's that's the 50th power rankings. Hello, this is Eric's mom, and you're listening to the Podcast Yanos. Wow, that was amazing. I feel like we all went went down memory lane. <laughs> It, man, I was looking through the list here. Some fun stuff, you know. Michigan game fish species. Oh yeah, <laughs> brook, brook trout, brook trout. Farm animals. Uh, pizza yeah, topping. We did a lot of animals early on. We need to get back to that. Animals. Yeah, look at holidays. That's a good that was one. Hot. That was. Donuts. Donuts was almost up there. That was pretty hot. Yeah. Keys on a computer keyboard. <laughs> That was fire. <laughs> and to be fair to your species of, of wood, I'm a much better liar, like vocal liar now. So I think that if you'd done <laughs> that one now, I would have been much better like, oh, that's that ash tree. That's so, a very interesting tree. You're so full of crap, all. You hated species of wood. <laughs> I'm the type that will – somebody will ask me what type of, of tree that is because I, I work at a campground. So we have trees everywhere, and I haven't the first clue. Like <laughs> – tree ash yeah i, I know yeah. I, I know ash tree because all of our ash trees got cut down because of the emerald ash borer that's yeah. literally yeah. the sum total of my my tree knowledge oh yeah so what else do we got hall yeah here's to another 50 so I, power rankings yeah another 50 why not 
I, I already have many more topics that I can bore you with. Oh boy! Um, so what did we see along the side of the road. I actually have a super hot one for you this week. Um, so I was running uh, in this neighborhood. It's up by this lake um, that's still like the neighborhood's still in development. Like there's a few houses, but it's mostly just like empty roads and lots and stuff. Like you can tell they're gonna build, but they haven't done it yet. Um, so, anyways, I'm up there running. I'm in this empty cul-de-sac. And I see a fully put together Swiffer wet jet, you know, like the the mops just laying in the road. And obviously, you know, sometimes I take things a little too far. Immediately, my mind goes to like, how did this get here? Like, what's a scenario where this piece of household cleaning equipment leaves the the cozy confines of someone's house, travels, I don't know, quarter, half mile from the nearest house and ends up on this empty road? Like, so did you develop a narrative that fits that? I think it was a dump. I think somebody committed a crime with it and thought, you know, <laughs> I'll leave this here. I didn't fingerprint it, so, you know, who knows? Like somebody was murdered via a Swiffer? Yeah. Can't rule yeah. it out. Mr. Green in the cul-de-sac with the Swiffer? I think that's what this world's coming to. Yeah. Okay, so let's get into uh, Twitter questions. Are you good at that? Yes. We have We have quite a few. Some of them are good. Some of them are not. So let's go back to the beginning. Okay. Uh, I asked, what what do you want us to talk about slash what questions do you have? Um, John Fine says, is this week's podcast just going to be a lot of sobbing? Uh, no. No, some sobbing. It was, it was a celebration in some regards, too. Yeah. So we're, we're happy people. Can't let life or facts get us down. Yeah. I, I, I love the Tigers, but... The results of their game probably don't affect me for more than 10 minutes after the game. That, that's yeah. about when I'm ready to move on to anything else. Yeah, they don't have a huge emotional impact on me. Not like they used to. No. When when United lose or draw against somebody they shouldn't, that can ruin my day. But the Tigers, they play so often. Like, Yeah. Now, if they were to lose a big playoff game or something, I I could I could wear that for a day or two. I'm ashamed to say. But yeah, I don't think we have to worry about that one for a while. No. Um, Okay. At Breslin Birds asked us, uh, I don't know if you guys are recording to know, but what's the answer to the center field question? Uh, What's the center field question? Who is good that can play out there? Um, I think I answered that earlier when I suggested that we go out and trade for Lewis Brinson. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's, it's, that it's not anybody we currently have. I mean, is Jacoby Jones going to hit more? No, he's not. Like, I don't want to get into this, but I don't know what anyone has seen out of Jacoby Jones that makes you think, you know what? That guy, if we stick with him long enough, he's going to be a decent major league hitter. Like, he just isn't. And you, you can at me about that if you want, but... I've seen him with doesn't my... have the plate approach. Yes. And I don't know. Maybe that's something that he can develop. It doesn't seem like he has, though. Um, right now, Presley and Matuk, like, I actually don't mind that. Against left-handed hitters, Matuk is not a... T- or, excuse me, left-handed pitchers. Matuk is not a terrible baseball player. Dude, Presley and Matuk are trash. What are, Let's not. What are the other options? I mean, I we love Romine. He hasn't exactly... I'm telling you, nobody we currently have on this roster is an answer for a center fielder. Yes, that's just that's that's the correct answer. And I'm looking up and down our organization and Derek Hill is going to have to get healthy fast and look like something we haven't seen from Derek Hill. I have not been a big Derek Hill buyer and I still am not. 
but he was a high draft pick and has was pretty toolsy. But Derek Hill uh, to me is is not the answer either. Um, what about we could move Woodrow uh, from shortstop to center field? Woodrow. Woody, you see, he made a, a Midwest League All Star team. Had five hits in the game yeah. recently. That's your boy, Good for Woody. That's yeah. your boy. Uh, He's gonna have to grow a little bit. He's not very big. He's got the height. He just needs the girth. Okay. Um, uh, David Bratz, Bratz um, asks us, I get the talk about what's up with Miggy, but no one seems to notice Kinsler is hitting 240. Is age catching up to him? Probably. Yeah. I think yes. we knew coming into this year that what he did last year was not sustainable. I didn't expect yeah. him to go quite this far down the poop shoot, if you will. Um, yeah. but we knew he, he played wasn't. his behind off. Yes. Last year. And he's played he his really behind did. off this year too. It's just, the results haven't been there. Like, he, I mean, nobody could ever question his effort. Like he, he gives it yeah. everything. Well, he has. I guess that's not what I mean. I guess he over, I, I, we, we were pleasantly surprised at what he gave us last year. I should say, I guess right? that's true. And t- to be fair, I think a lot of our offensive woes, not that the offense has been the problem all the time, but when he's going, we go as a team much better. I mean, that's just a, that's yeah. just a fact. When your leadoff guy's going, you're going to score more runs. Um, and I have to tell you, when we first got Ian Kinsler, I thought the guy was going to be kind of a jerk. But his attitude and his – he's been pretty good. Uh, like he – his personality is better than what I initially thought he was going to be like. Yeah, he's serious. He isn't a jerk. He's, he's just very serious. Yeah. 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 Um, let's move on. Uh, Cam Gerard asks us, now that the Tiger season is over, which team should I root for? Rockies, Astros, Indiana Fever, Edmonds, and Eskimos? Newcastle United. Oh, my gosh. Might as, well just, back. might as well just throw away your season. Speaking of soccer, I actually this is the next one in the list. Uh, Nick Batani asks us your favorites to win the Confederations Cup. Uh, Germany. Have you seen any is, of the games so far? No. The Mexico no. the Mexico Portugal Portugal game was like seven fire emojis. It was it was really good. Um, Mexico is I know I know as Americans we're supposed to not as you know American soccer fans we're not supposed to like the Mexican team. But I kind of love the Mexican soccer team. They have so many good players, um, so many fast, tricky players. And obviously, Chicharito used to play for United. Um, they have not one Santos, but <laughs> Dos Santos. And they have Dos Dos Santos is. They have Dos, so yeah, Cuatro have, Santos. So many Santos. Yeah. Mas Santos than any other team in <laughs> in the tournament. Yeah. Um, so that's there, there you go, Nick. Mexico's going to win it. Uh Evan at Evan Ken 95 says in honor of the Safeco toasted grasshoppers. What's the weirdest thing you've eaten? Ugh. You have to have I, a story I usually, here. What? I said, you have to have a story here. Uh, I usually play it pretty safe when it comes to food. But when I was littler, somebody told me, and I don't know if this is true, but they they told me that you can eat the wrapper on the gum. So you just like pop the whole gum and the wrapper into your mouth and you can eat it and the wrapper will dissolve. And I wasn't, I was pretty gullible. So I did it. And I think I pretty much ate the gum wrapper. Sounds. I'm here to talk about it, but I don't feel like that's really food. That's true. Um, Until very recently, I wasn't aware that like the, the light spots on berries was mold. So I've consumed a lot of berries with mold on it. Um, Whitney was actually the one that enlightened Sorry. me that. Yeah, I mean, once again, clearly I'm still here, but um, it probably wasn't 
wasn't my best move. Um, as far as exotic foods, I don't think I've really eaten many exotic foods. I come from a real hunting background, so a lot of, you know, wild game type stuff like, you know, elk meat and stuff like that. But that's not that's not crazy. Elk are so majestic. How could you shoot an elk? Don't have to go down that road. Um, Anthony Troya, the only Troya brother to to write in this week. So he clearly is now the best Troya. The best Troya. Um, since I have a day job and this week is a wash for watching, can you amuse me with silly banter and nonsense? I think we've covered that one. Yeah, we're trying our best, Troya. Matt, <laughs> Matt Snyder asks, this might be too late. Uh, oh, might be too late to submit. No, it's not. We got gotcha. you. Uh, I want to know what TV show we should watch instead of The Tigers. Game of Thrones is coming up next month. Nerd. Do you do Game of Thrones? I do not. Oh, man. I don't like uh, serious shows. I primarily only watch funny shows. Gotcha. I'm Yeah. I don't, I, I'm afraid of getting deep. Is that okay to say? <laughs> do you want to talk about it? No. No, absolutely not. <laughs> that's that's so. actually not true. No, the show that you should watch, um, have you seen any of Master of None on Netflix? It's, oh, uh, is that with Anziz Azari or yeah, whatever? Yeah, it's, it's really Z's good. Um, it has a kind of a certain seinfeld vibe to it. Like, you know, in Seinfeld, like, the minutia is the show. Whereas yeah. in this, he he's – like, the minutia is the humor and the real-life stuff kind of makes up the plot line. Like, it's, it's, gotcha. it's essentially the same it's show. A sh- it's a show about nothing. Yeah, it's about this uh, – kind of com- no, I don't think he's a comedian I think he's an actor you know growing yeah. uh you know living his early 30s life in New York like there's a lot a lot of similarities um and it's not it's not the same show but it's it's very funny um all right and last one is Johnny Ryder 2 spelled like uh Johnny Peralta as you would uh what are you doing to stay awake on the west coast trip not going to bed yeah there's a lot of presumptions in that question <laughs> that we cannot accept we're old i mean i'm not as old as you clearly but oh easy there bud (laughs) i can't handle that like i gotta wake up for work in the morning i'm you know i i've taken as much as possible clearly not much tonight because we're we're talking but i i consume what i can and then i make up the rest it's pretty much pretty much what we're all doing in all areas of our life that's true yep um if you'd like to get in touch with the show you can uh podcastianos.com on twitter i am at jordan hall 23 Eric is at Comeric Eric, and the show is at Podcastianos. I'm considering changing my Twitter handle. How do you feel about that? I don't know what, but it, it oh, feels Oh, because it feels Jordan. Oh, because uh, you should. should uh, what's LeBron's number? Because Jordan is not the greatest number anymore. Is that what you're saying? No, it's just I've had I've had this one for a while. I'm thinking thinking something different. Because what's your is it Jordan Hall twenty three? Yeah, twenty three was my yeah. was my uh, baseball number in college. So that's, because of Jordan, no, Michael it's, Jordan. No, yes. just what I was assigned. And I mean, it's not because of, it was a coincidence that your name is Jordan and Michael Jordan wore twenty three. I mean, it might have went into the decision making, but it was given to me by the coach, not by yeah. what I took. You should be Jordan Hall forty. Forty. Yeah, because of Phil Coke's number oh and also gosh. Mike Allstott's number. <laughs> my favorite football player ever course what's what's blaine's number yeah look that up yeah you should be i don't know i'll think about it something amazing <laughs> that would be good if you, if you guys have any suggestions for me and have made it to this point in the show first of all kudos but yeah at me with them i should just go with jordino i mean i think that's the the obvious one how about hall of fame oh that's that's clever that'd be hashtag wordplay all over the place 
or Hall of Lame. No, I, that's that's negative towards me. I'm a very <laughs> self positive person. I think I'm very I think I'm very good. Uh, where was I at in the Instagram at Jordino for Facebook.com backslash podcastianos and leave us a review on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud or whatever. Make it funny and we'll read it and we'll all have a good time. It helps the show. It'll give you some FaceTime. It's good. It's it's a win win win, as Michael Scott would say. Yep. Uh do you have anything else to say to the people before we get out of here for the fiftieth time? Uh thanks for thanks for listening. Right. It's, this has been a lot of fun. At the beginning, I didn't know if this was going to work or what this was going to be. But, uh, you know, it's not a huge endeavor and we're not um, trying to make it something it's not. But it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for all your comments. And um, it's, it's I can't speak for Jordan, but for me, it's been um, a good time. Yeah, all of those things. I enjoy like when something that you somebody will make a joke about something you said and i'm like oh i get that i was there for that like that's, that's cool right. we have a little ins- inside jokes with like 100 people on the internet there sure there are worse things than that it's good times all right thanks everybody yeah with that being said we will catch you guys next week and eat them up tigers eat them up goodbye even when we're on a budget we still deserve nice things quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. The secret to summer-ready skin is here. Osea's number one best-selling Andaria Algae Body Oil, clinically proven to instantly improve skin elasticity and transform dry skin to silky, soft, and unbelievably glowing. Its signature scent of freshly squeezed grapefruit, cypress, and mango mandarin transports you to sun-kissed summer days. Get healthy, glowing skin for summer with clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order site-wide with code GLOW at OseaMalibu.com.